Welcome to another edition of Watching the Game. I'm your host, Dries Mohamed Kudemi, joined by Yunus Frukh, and soon to be joined by Aude Aissa. Uh, another eventful weekend, I would say. Uh, let's just dive right into it. Starting Saturday morning with the first Al Clasico of the season, in which Real Madrid won 3-1. to some controversy with the one penalty call, but I think we can agree it was a penalty. <laughs> if we can agree that it was a penalty, I mean, I forgot which, um, who was holding uh, Ramos back, but that was clearly a tug on his jersey and a clear penalty. Mm. I think it was uh, Clement Lingley. Um I mean, for the most part, this was... It started with a bang. There were two goals in the first ten minutes. I mean, like an electrifying start for both teams. I honestly thought um, it would be more competitive than it was. I mean, it still was, but I thought Barca would have at least two goals or so. Mm. So we start with that, and then for the most, the rest of the first half, mostly defensive battle. A um, couple of chances for both teams, but the goalies were both great. Um, Courtois was cutting out all the through balls for Barca. Or, yeah, Courtois yeah. stepping up for Real. Neto was playing for Ter Stegen, and honestly, <laughs> I mean, he honestly, <laughs> honestly saved like he saved them a lot of times. Yeah, he did. Uh, then, like we said, the penalty almost converts. They're up two to one. Let's talk about the first goal, Real's goal. Oh, Green Benzema, through was, ball to Valverde. An amazing finish. Oh, my God. He buried that in the top of the net. You can't yeah, and then Marta strikes back. Two minutes later, Jordi Alba pushes the ball and through balls it low to Ansu Fati. And the youngster, 17 years of age, strikes in El Clasico. I mean... Kind of funny because Fatty is like Barca's best player right now, outside of Messi, yeah. he really is. And then in Messi's production in that game wasn't, I mean, wasn't really there. He 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 attacked a couple times, but they weren't very successful. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Barca kind of messed up because they didn't make any change until the 82nd minute or something and at yeah. that point it was basically too late plus um they took out fatty which i was like eh. why would you do I that mean, now have griezmann on your bench why in the world would you wait 82nd minute to put him in yeah. at least like 65th 70th maybe just wait come on long. he didn't i don't even think he touched the ball yeah and it, also, as you said, they took out Ansu Fati, the most uh, electric player on the team, hottest player on the team, and they took him out. So that just diminishes their chances of the chances of comeback in. And then Modric closed the game out, 90th minute goal. He completely dummied Neto and finished his right foot. His second banger this week. Uh, yeah, he absolutely iced that game. Oh my god. Modric. He shoot that with his outside foot, right? Yeah, both with right foot, but it was like 
he was kind of leaning that time. Yeah. So honestly, I was surprised he could finish it the way he did. But I mean, he is one of the better players out there. Uh, yeah, he's a former um, Ballon d'Or winner. It's kind of funny because Real had lost their Champions League game this week. And Barca had won, but then Real beats Barca. So, I I mean, honestly, Real's still better than Barca. They'll probably win La Liga this year. But I'm not so sure about Champions League for either one of these teams. Yeah, I mean, it was a much-needed win for Real. They play um, uh, the Barisha... I'm not even going to pronounce that, but one of the Bundesliga teams, other Borussia team tomorrow. I think if they win, everyone will stop the rumor that they don't have it anymore. Yeah, I feel you. Um, And then what's it called? Um, There was also, what's it called? Man U Chelsea, but that game was for the most part uneventful. The the highlight of the game was the meme. One uh, one of the Man U defenders has a Chelsea player in oh a chokehold. Literally, that was hilarious. I don't understand these refs, man. Like, it was... and these refs just stick to VAR, but the obvious calls they don't call nowadays. Oh, no, it never makes any sense. But, uh, yeah, basically nothing good came out of that situation. Nothing nothing positive really came out of that game. Man, you still... Yeah, ended full-time in a draw. No goal scored. Pretty entertainless. Cavani made his debut. Didn't do anything, though, so... Yeah. A little bit for that. All right, moving on. Um, the World Series continued this weekend. Um, and Another phenomenal game. Now it's three to two in favor of the Dodgers before Game Six tomorrow. So, I think so. They won Game Three Friday night. Game Four, it looks like they have it in the bag. Two outs, one two count, and then all hell breaks loose because <laughs> they're yep, winning. And Tampa Bay comes back. And then Brett Phillips, this dude I've never heard of before, who apparently yeah, I heard he is a bench player. He he's supposed to come in for like base running. I don't think. And he then even, he came in to pinch hit. I think that was it was like his first hit of the World Series or something. He just pops the ball up. It falls. They get one run, and then center fielder Taylor fumbles the ball. It's like oh crap, maybe they can score a second. And then Rosarena sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. He trips. He trips the last 40 feet. He stumbled, man. He absolutely fell. And that was like a like, shackle oh, no, fool. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go to extras. And the throw comes in. Muncie grabs it. He fires it home to Will Smith. And he just never... He, I thought originally like he had it. He just lost it. He just never grabbed it. He rushed to... A disclaimer, it. guys. This is not Will Smith, the actor. This is <laughs> Will Smith, the catcher. This is a... Uh, like, He's, I I understand he thought Rosarena would be right there, and technically he should have if he hadn't fallen. But he just rushes it, and then the ball bounces away, and Rosarena can just basically flop his way to home, and they win. It was oh my god, 
I mean, I'm expecting another wild one in game six. Tampa won't lose without a fight. And I actually think Tampa's going to come with an upset. And it'll go to seven games. I just think it's been this close. It's been close in all the games, basically. Especially these last three. I do think they'll win tomorrow. But uh, I have no idea who's going to. I mean, the Dodgers are playing, are going with a bullpen game. They ha- they have to keep um, Bueller for the last game. Snow yeah. should be able to feast in this pitching matchup. And then they're going to leave it up to Bueller versus, um, what's his face, Charlie Morton. Yeah. I think uh, the projected starters for tomorrow, uh, I'm not really sure. I think it's Snow Tony Gonsolin. I mean, it's just like I don't know. It's I have no idea. I do think the Rays will win Game Six. I don't know about Game Seven. They probably won't have Snell that game. Morton has been good, but yeah. wasn't good last game. Glass now hasn't been that good either. I could really see I mean, both going both ways. Props to Tampa for taking it this far Shout in the postseason. Rosarena has the record for most hits and home runs in a postseason now. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. Isn't he in? Uh, isn't he a rookie? Yeah, it's unreal. I don't think we've seen something like this ever. Yeah. Like it's respect to that. Even if they lost, like... Also, shout out Kershaw. He's been fantastic. This I think Kershaw's been dominating on the hill. Pitching about five, six innings a game. Unlike the and usual. And dominating. Like, two hits less. Yeah, unlike the usual where everyone's like, oh, he sucks and all. He's actually been very good. So, I mean, respect to that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know which way this goes in seven. But I do think it will go seven. Uh, moving on. Oh, and our associate has joined us. Welcome, Oda. Oda. joins us finally. Um, <laughs> just what did you? You already started, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to quickly before we talk about the NFL and college football games that happened. I do want to quickly shout out. I think probably won't fight again so Habib um, retires 29-0 he beat Justin Gagey this weekend um, just locked him up had locked him with his legs like three times before he had to submit and then he announced his retirement dominant afterwards victory. kind of unreal very dominant victory for Habib it's honestly too bad that what's it called? It's too bad. I was hoping I mean, he would go for thirty and zero. Yeah, I was hoping he would rematch McGregor as his last oh, game, but yeah, I mean, nah, I don't nah, know. I wouldn't want to watch that. I would want to watch him fight like I don't know the next great guy. Maybe Gagey again. Definitely not McGregor. I'm sick of McGregor at this point. It is what it is. But, yeah. Wait, didn't McGregor retire? I I don't I don't know. They always say they retire, but then they don't. But I think Khabib was being serious. 
Yeah, I think he is too. It is too bad. But also, he was barely making weight. So we could understand, like, why he was, he was definitely getting near it. Yeah. But, honestly, a great, great career. I'm also sick of all these pay-per-view things. This is why I don't follow fights that much. Because, freaking, pay-per-view is the dumbest thing out there. It's so annoying. Yeah, man, you can easily, easily watch that game. Like on a free stream online. You know, they, are, they are illegal, but you know, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on. To the sports world, doesn't matter. As long as you're not doing really anything unlegal. Bruh. Alright, whatever. Um, Alright, let's move on to the NFL games. Let's just start right away with the. Sunday night thriller. I mean, oh my god, what a game. The Cardinals ended the Seahawks undefeated uh, season. 37 to 34 in overtime. I was honestly, I was convinced this game was going to end 34. You remember that game? The Sunday night game before, between these two teams? I think it was 2015. It was 6 to 6. And it ended six. Oh six yeah, because I remember the, the Yeah, I remember that game. Field goals. Six six nine, right? Six six, yeah. yeah. Both um, it was uh, the both kickers missed field goals in overtime. And then um, I thought the second he missed the first field goal, I was literally like, eh, "It's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen again." But this time it's gonna be thirty four, thirty four. That's what I was thinking. But then I mean, I expected a high-scoring game. Seattle's defense is probably I think they ranked it like 25th best. I mean, they're out. Seattle needs to uh, without for, for a defensive end ASAP. Oh my god, they need a defensive end so badly. Yeah, both teams. I mean, I think the first sack in the game came in overtime, am I right? Yeah, I think there was one for both teams in overtime or two for Arizona in overtime, one for Seattle. The the and the one for uh, Seattle wasn't even really a sack. It was like Kyler just went the wrong way on a play. Yeah, and then that's when they called on Zane Gonzalez to end it. But kicking kicking Seattle a field goal up. on second down. Never kick a field goal on second down. This this is not that hard. Just wait. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to do that, at least like run the ball for about two yards, stay in bounds. And then kick the field goal on fourth down. They had they could have had two more shots. Exactly. Yeah, and then after that you have like um what's it called? They and then they get the ball back. They get the ball back. They're driving to midfield, midfield, and then I mean, I know Vance Joseph wasn't a good uh, coach with Denver, but I oh my god, those blitz packages that he sent three straight plays. Yeah. So the first one, the first two, the first one confuses. First two confuse Russ. He throws quick incompletions because he just has to get the ball out. You know, he just has to. So he just gets it out there, and then third down, they score. The DK, what's it called? The DK screen. He scores, but there's a hold. 
it gets called back by David Moore's holding. I mean, you know the the thing about Vance Joseph's defense when he called, he basically he disguised all. Uh, if it looked like a cover zero, basically there's no safety. It's uh, it's a man on man. He the first and he disguised it. He blitzed sometimes and he played zone sometimes, which yeah. is pretty smart of him. So he brought two. So beginning of overtime, the first sack they got, he brought. He disguised uh, blitz, uh, zero blitz again, cover zero. He backs off. He brings the nickel corner, Byron Murphy, and he gets to Russ because Russ has to hesitate. He's like, oh, God, wait, this guy's actually blitzing, not the other two. I was like, oh, okay. Then he gets zero blitz, zero blitz, and then Russ thinks, oh, it's going to happen again. So I'm going to get her out real quick. And honestly, if it was a zero blitz, he made the right play, but it wasn't. He dropped out again. And Isaiah Simmons got the interception. Isaiah Simmons was probably the best play defensively all this year. He read that perfectly, dropped back the perfect time, and got the interception. He hasn't been playing that much so far, but, like, you know, he's still really... Yeah. And then... Don't need to get those... Like, come out of the draft. Mm -hmm. I expect him to be, like, the top... One of, if not the top, then one of the top like players from the from that draft. I do think so. Yeah, but not yet. There's still time before he gets there. The screen where he scores. Yeah, he's gotta... The screen where DK scores. Honestly, well, did, it's like David Moore should have realized earlier in the game. Did yeah. not watch DK Metcalf chase Buddha Baker down ninety yards when he was behind him by at least twenty yards. And tackle him. An amazing play, by the way. Oh, he didn't need to hold the guy there. If he pushes him back, DK probably outruns him and scores. Yeah. Exactly. And DK is not known as a speedster. He's a he's one of those buff, strong, and tall receivers. And he just chases down Buddha Baker down the sideline. Four thirty five though. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, that was amazing. I think he ran. Uh, his max speed was about 22.6 miles an hour. Crazy. Ridiculous. Um, I know Russ threw three picks, but I still think he's the MVP frontrunner. Because honestly, sure, he has one bad game. But he, otherwise, but he was decent the rest of the game. And yeah, he passed for over 320 yards. Honestly, ran for single, over 50. Every single MVP. Did pretty good. Every single MVP candidate so far has had, like, a bad game. Russ's was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Rodgers against Tampa. Brady against the Bears. Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen, I think, is firmly out of the running. He's had three straight bad games. Um, yeah. So, it's still between Rodgers, Russ, and Brady. Is there anyone I'm missing? I feel like... Maybe Roth. No, not Roethlisberger. He hasn't really done enough. I mean, I don't know if you want to put Kamara in there, an MVP race. Nah. Maybe. No receivers going off like crazy. No running back is going off like crazy. So, yeah, right now it's just between the quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alright, after that Sunday night game... Last thing before we move on. Seattle needs to trade for a defensive end ASAP. I don't care who it is. Everson Griffin, Carlos Dunlap, 
Ryan Kerrigan, do it. You need one very bad. Honestly, trade for two. That's how exactly bad. they just realized how valuable Jadeveon Clowney was, and they lost a big part of their defense. I wish he had stayed with them. All right. Um. Then the next game, let's go to the early window, which was honestly very entertaining. A lot of close games. I think um, this early window was the best early window of the year so far. Or right. there was a Thursday night game. The Eagles beat the Giants twenty-two to twenty-one. Uh, quick recap. Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones both sucked. Carson Wentz made the plays in the fourth quarter, though, and that was the difference. Daniel Jones did not. Though also, he got screwed over because Evan Ingram dropped the pass. That would have ended it, basically. And he also could have scored an 80-plus yard touchdown run, but trips at the 10-yard line. Well, they ended up scoring on that drive, so it didn't matter. But I do... That was funny. <laughs> and then... Uh, then we got the Packers who beat the Texans thirty-five to twenty. Um, God, the Texans. Huge game by Adams. Devontae Adams, monster. I don't. Frankly, I didn't watch this that much of this game. But every time I walk, every time I switched over, I would just see Devontae Adams being compressed up by. The Texans don't have very good cornerbacks, so you're pressing up on him with a not very good cornerback, and they have nobody over the top. To help him, double team him. What do you honestly expect is gonna happen? Yeah, we all knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't gonna lose two games in a row. So, and Devonta Adams popped off. Houston realized early in the game that Adams was do was at that Adams was the basically the only target of Rodgers. And did they adjust to it? No. What the f- this is what I don't understand. When team, when if you're gonna play Green Bay. And nobody is beating you. If the only guy who is beating you is Devontae Adams, there's it's like, what are you scared of doubling team? Yeah, I know Rodgers is great. I know he is. But even then, if you look at if you look at Rodgers in 2018, 2017, he was good. He wasn't great. He was good, but not great. You know why? Because his receivers were also playing bad those years. And honestly. And when he when his receivers don't get open, when you double team Devonte Adams more often than not, he's gonna try to throw the ball away, because the other guys on the team they're not gonna be able to beat single coverage. Exactly, and Houston had an advantage—not really an advantage—but they were lucky that Aaron Jones was out that game, so they didn't really have to worry about the backfield. And even if Rodgers threw it to Tanyan, I mean, his main man is Devonte Adams, so if you don't stop that, you're not gonna win the game. I'm good. Just ridiculous all around. Um, then you got the Browns who beat the Bengals in a thirty-seven thirty-four clash. I'm not. This was one of the. This was the first one of the close games that we were talking about. Five. Probably one of the best uh, battles of Ohio for the past decade. Five lead changes in the final in the f- fourth quarter. Great game by Burrow, man. As a rookie, throwing for over 400 yards, had three touchdowns, uh, passing, and had a rush touchdown. Dude, the future I mean, is bright. He's having issues with the turnovers. He threw an interception in the past four games. Two interceptions of them, uh, two of those four interceptions in the red zone. And he's had uh, trouble with the ball, fumbling. He's using an O-line. If they can get an O-line and a defense, then I think they could be a playoff team. Because that offense is really good in terms of 
Joe yeah, Burrow, Joe T. Higgins, Higgins and that wide Green. receiver core is really nice too. Mm. Exactly, and it, it refers back to Burrow saying, "I think it was after their Week Two loss against the Browns." He said that he hates losing, and we see that mentality in him. He's just frustrated with his team, especially his old. So Baker on his first throw, he threw a pick. And over five. Odell tears his ACL on that play, unfortunately, which really just, just really sucks because honestly, it the Browns could have been a deep playoff team without Odell. I don't think they are. I think they're just a wild card team. But it would have been really interesting to see. Um, so he starts 0 for 5 with a pick in the first quarter. He ends the game completing 22 straight passes. Though I think I think 20, 22 out of 23, but one of the, but the one incompletion was a spike. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. Five touchdowns, right? Five touchdowns. Yeah, five passing touchdowns, including a beauty to Donovan Peoples Jones to win the game. I mean, I mean, it was it was like all the Browns fans just flipped on him. Like right first quarter, man, Baker, you suck. We're gonna need a new QB. The rest of the game, oh my god, it's like yeah, sure, people are trying to discount him because it's the Bengals. Sure, the Bengals aren't that good, but regardless, what he did that was, was a fantastic good. game from him. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was a great game from both quarterbacks. Honestly, I. And- I Adding on to what you said about the Browns being a wild card team, I mean they're getting Nick Chubb back in about three weeks, if I'm right. They're, yes, they're out with uh, they're out. Don't have OBJ with them for the rest of the year, but I mean if Chubb and Hunt have something going together, I mean maybe they could go second round. They honestly might just start putting. They'll probably when Chubb comes back, they'll probably start splitting Hunt out wide and have Hunt and Chubb like. On the field at the same time with Chubb and running back and Hunt, like sort of that wide receiver slot type position. Yeah, I feel you. Especially if that if they don't if they don't trust the other options that they have, which I mean has, they look the Rashard others look good really yesterday. Good chemistry with Baker and Donovan yeah. Peoples Jones look decent, so it hurt. And that other dude, Harrison Bryant or whatever. Harrison, Harrison Bryant stopped up because Austin Hooper was out with an injury or an illness, one of the other. They still have plenty of weapons, even without OBJ. Yeah, yeah, even without OBJ. But they won't have that definitive number one unless Jarvis Landry can stop mm, up. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Landry's going to have to stop up. He hasn't really done a lot so far this year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then that Hail Mary, honestly, that was pretty close because I've seen A.J. Green catch two Hail Marys that get tipped like that. Yeah. So I was, I was convinced. I was surprised he, he could have made a play. All right. Um, then we got um, some irrelevancy here. Washington beat Dallas 25-3. to God, I, I don't even want to talk about the Cowboys. Just they suck. Everything about them sucks. Washington might. It might be Washington and Philly for the division. I don't. I don't think Dallas has a chance. This yeah. team sucks. This team is awful. But you know what it does do is uh, is it helps Dak's MVP case? Bro, Dak is gonna ask for fifty million. <laughs> and they'll pay him. Trust me, they're gonna pay Should him. Should they have to? They've they've honestly like they've screwed themselves. Honestly. They should have just given oh, him the fifth year that he wanted 
because they were offering him nearly the money he wanted, but they just never gave him the fifth year that he wanted. Or no, no, no. I think he wanted. Four or do you think? Or do he you wanted four years, but they only gave him five. What were you saying? Do you think he sees what happened this year because he didn't have an offensive line? He takes a pay cut so they can get an offensive line. They have an offensive line. They're just all injured. Yeah, they're all injured. That is true. Yeah. But what I see, it was like uh, every single one of their offensive linemen is now, every single one of their offensive line positions is down the back. Yeah, there's there's one O lineman who hasn't gotten injured, and it's Connor Williams, who's their worst, yeah, second worst offensive. They have three really good offensive linemen: Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and uh, Lyle Collins. Smith mm-hmm. and Collins are out for the season. Martin has been in and out of the lineup. Connor Williams isn't that good. He's okay, and then Joe Looney has been bad, but he's also been injured, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this team. Even if they weren't, yeah, honestly, they would be bad. Tank. This season's lost. Tank. There's no point. Alright. Uh, then you got the. Like, even if they do make the playoffs, honestly, this division is so bad that a team could make the playoffs and still have a top twenty pick, right? No, maybe, they would... no, not even like a. T- no, they would. They would. Bro, assuming they lose in the first round, they would have the nineteenth pick. But no, it, because, but they do it off record, I thought. So even like yeah, you make the, no, they do, but if you make but, the playoffs, then you're automatically in the bottom 14. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that sucks. Because so, could you imagine, win the division with five with five wins, you make it to the playoffs, and you have a top 15 pick. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. All right, uh, then you got the Bills beat the Jets 18-10. to 10. The Bills didn't punt. Game of field goals for Buffalo. A game of field. Score a touchdown. Their kicker went six for eight. I don't. How many times does, like, Seattle has a lot of teams. Not. A few teams haven't even attempted the end zone. Field goals in a game. Like, how do you not get into the end zone against the Jets? I think we're. we're Exactly. That's what I was confused. The Bills are struggling, honestly. What has happened to Josh Allen? Like, did something significant happen? Then, like, he went from MVP contention in the first three or four games, and I was now he's struggling. He doesn't MVP even get in the end zone, was, I guess. MVP talk was always... I mean, ever since that Tennessee game, he's been slowly deteriorating. The MVP talk was always too much. So, I wouldn't really think it's too big of a deal. You guys think Buffalo is still going to win the a- AFC East? Yeah. Ooh. Dolphins Miami is going to hang in there. Dolphins all the way, baby. I don't know if Tua can... Actually, I don't know either, but if Tua, if Tua plays good, then shoot, it's over with. Here's the thing. Tua's first career game is against Aaron Donald and his, the Rams defense. So are you going to judge Tua's performance just based off of that game? It's one no. game. You can never judge a rookie's performance off of one game. You know, I went to Mitchell yeah, Trubisky's... You know, everyone... I went to Mitchell Trubisky's debut, and he looked like a pretty good quarterback who, make, who made a couple of bad passes. And I thought we had a QB, and I was wrong, okay? So no, you cannot judge him after <laughs> the first game. Anyway... Uh. Yeah, the Jets are still <laughs> irrelevant. Trevor Lawrence is incoming. 
I think. Who was that dude that refused to play for the team that had the first overall pick? Eli. And he demanded a Eli, trade. Eli, John Elway. Um... He's got to do that, bro. There's no way. Like, I would refuse to go to the Jets. I could, I could see that. He What's has his? the power. He's good enough. Unless, unless they, I'm, I'm gonna be like, Jets, you want me? Fire uh, Adam Gase, or else I'm not coming to play with you guys. But he's. They probably will fire Adam Gase. A, I think at this point they're just leaving him so they could tank and for sure guarantee the first pick. I think that's the only reason why he's still there. They're all in seven teams. Like they're all. So you think that's the first thing the Jets are gonna do in the offseason? Fire Gase. I mean, the, the first order of any team is do we fire the coaching staff? That's that's why there's Black Monday. I think I honestly true. think there's gonna be seven head coaching vacancies. There's already Houston and Atlanta. I think there's gonna be Detroit, the Jets, Cincinnati, um, Dallas. I think Mike McCarthy needs to go. He's already terrible. And, you think uh, Doug Marone of Jacksonville needs to go Doug as well? Too. Yes. So that's seven seven open spots. That's that's what I'm thinking. But obviously it's still kind of early in the season. Alright, then like then we got uh the Saints beat the Panthers twenty seven to twenty four. Bro, like the Panthers they're just a tough team to play. You're not you you'll probably beat them, but you're not gonna put them away easily. That's just how they are. But credits to Matt Rule for changing that organization after Cam left. You know, I've actually been surprised by them. They might. I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to say that they might make the playoffs because the NFC is just so good. I don't think so, honestly. Just because the NFC is too good, like you said. If they won this game, if they won this game, then I would say they would make the playoffs, but. So this game was a tough loss. They played him close. I mean, DJ Moore, who was who I benched in two of my leagues, decided to go off. Had two pretty nice touchdowns. And then, did you see the 65-yard kick that they attempted? Dude, that was, yeah, if it was a yard why? yard closer, that's it. A yard short. Yeah, 64, yard that's short. in. Like, oh my god. It was right on center two, though. That's what made it crazy. That would have been incredible. You know, just get there was that funny clip where Bridgewater like runs out of bounds and he goes, he sits on the Saints bench. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that live. <laughs> Drew Brees pushes him back on the field. He's like, yeah, you're not with us anymore. Get out of here. You know who <laughs> our future QB is? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Dude, I hate Taysom Hill. Get him out of there, dude. All he does is pest uh, Camaro's touches. Ah, uh, he's he's annoying as hell. He's he's really he's not even that good. I think we already had this discussion, but he's not that he's good. Terrible. He's yeah. really not good. He it's just teams don't aren't used to seeing a guy like that. That's the only reason why he feasts. Right, enough focusing on Taysom Hill, and right. we should talk about the thriller of the early window: Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Two thrillers, but yes, this one. So, Pittsburgh. Was up twenty. Pittsburgh was outplaying Tennessee all game. Twenty-seven. They were up twenty-seven to seven, halfway through the third quarter, and seemingly they had this team like figured out completely. Tennessee didn't really stand a chance. Then they get a deflected pick. 
They score. AJ Brown gets a 70-yard touchdown. They score again. Ben, the Steelers are driving at least to get a field goal, make it a six-point game. Ben throws a stupid pass, gets picked. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> and then... Um, well, that third interception of his, I mean, it wasn't really his fault, you would say. I mean, it was a perfect placement. The receiver just put his hands on it, and then it just got tipped in the air. You know, Goskowski. He missed the kick too, right? I mean, the thing is, it's so weird because they showed the stat. He's hit all of his field goals that are 50 and greater. But he's missed like five five or six field goals that are shorter than 50. It's He's just like Brett Maher was. I mean, Greg, I mean... Steven Gostowski is now like the Adam Vinatieri, which Vinatieri retired last year. And I think I wanted to see that game going over to time. It would have been It would have been fun, but I also think like the Steelers deserved that game. That was like, you know I the Steelers receiving court again. I don't know, they ridiculous bro, that that play, it was on the goal line. They turn, hand it to Henry. And the backup, it's not even like the actual start because Devin Bush tore his ACL last week. It's the it's his replacement, and he just absolutely shoots the gap. Yeah, that was incredible. And tackles Henry. That was... When it shows you how powerful Henry is... He got uh, the, the dude, yeah, he dude walked off over his shoulder. Yeah, he came back later, but it was just so funny. Um... I gotta say, Pittsburgh, their defense is still... Defense showed again why it's great. It shut down the, the Titans for most of the game. And defense then, is elite. Top three defense in the league goes the to team, Pittsburgh. The team is built well around Roethlisberger in that the receiver... He doesn't need to... He doesn't need to air it out and all. His receivers are amazing. Like, if he just gets it to them, they'll make plays. They're, they're, think, they're, yeah, they're great at catch and run. I think Dante Johnson missed the last two games. He comes back comes back today, nine catches, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, and any one of them. Like, this time, Claypool and James Washington, they didn't really do anything, but Juju and Deontay Johnson were, went off. The couple weeks before this, it was Claypool and Washington. It was like, oh, my God. And Ray Ray McLeod ain't that bad too. He he almost had a punt return for a touchdown. Can can we just agree that Pittsburgh runs the most um, Wildcats there in the game? Not even just Wildcats, just jet sweeps. They do about like a fifth, or no, maybe not a fifth. Maybe like like out of every, one out of every ten plays, they run a, a jet sweep. It hand it off to Ray Ray McLeod or Chase Claypool. They get a pretty decent uh, chunk out of it, maybe like five, six yards. Ray Ray McLeod is really good. Another diamond in the rough for them. They, I'm very excited for that 
Steelers-Ravens game that's coming up, whether it's on Sunday night or not. God, I hope it's on Sunday night, or we might have some serious problems. Dude, the NFL, like... Hates us. They're yes. idiots. They're, there's so many, like, the Steelers, Ravens, hell, flex us and the Saints if you really want to. Just don't keep it the Cowboys. <laughs> don't keep it the Cowboys and Eagles. Like, even if these... Th- even if these two teams were, were fully healthy, it would still damn near be a, a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then the last game of the early window, the Lions-Falcons. Oh, You know, it's really funny. We had the same exact situation play out yesterday. I mean, on Saturday and Sunday. We'll get to the no, Saturday no, part. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we no, will get to the Saturday part no, no, no need. But no, anyway, no. the funny thing is, so Todd Gurley scores, but he scores. Accidentally early. scores is the key word. The thing is, you know, I know, I know he scores early, and he tried to stop himself, and yeah, he leaves a minute on the clock for Matthew Stafford. But also, can you really blame him? Because let's be honest, they're still up a touchdown. The Lions still have to drive 75 yards in a minute. No, no but he's out. done it before. Yeah, I agree sure, with all that. He's done it before. I know. I know he's done it before with the Rams, and a lot of fantasy people were mad about that. I know he should have done it here. But, like, your defense, come on. But that's the thing. That's the reason they didn't do it, because nobody be trusts Atlanta's defense. Yeah, you don't. But that's the thing. He's so scared. You saw how he stopped. He's so scared to get in because he knows if I score, oh, crap, our defense sucks. That's where your problem lies. Your problem isn't, oh, your running back should be more aware. Your problem is your defense is shit. Exactly. That's the exact reason he wanted to stop himself because he doesn't want to put the game in the hands of the defense because everyone knows the Atlanta, the Atlanta's defense is as you said. So Them preventing Matthew Stafford from a comeback was very I know unlikely. Stafford is clutch, and you, we should give him credit for that because that was a great drive too. He completed the yeah, three great bombs. throw by Stafford to diving Hawkinson. Three bombs on that drive, but also shouldn't have happened for many reasons. I I really thought. Hey, can we agree that? Can we agree that the Falcons-Lions game had the best jerseys of the day? Yeah, probably. It's, I, don't, I don't know about the Lions jerseys. The Falcons jerseys are nice, though. Someone was saying... If the Lions wore the Hawaiian blue jersey, it would have been nicer. But Atlanta, man, I always see them in those black jerseys. Those red jerseys are pretty nice. I think I saw... <laughs> I think I saw um, someone was saying, oh, you see the way how it fades down? Yeah, yeah I saw It that represents the Falcons game. <laughs> <laughs> Show up in the first three quarters and fade away in the fourth. <laughs> I thought this game would be a lot more high scoring. I'm not going to It's so sad whenever they show Arthur Blank on the side of the field every time they blow a lead. And there's just too many of those. <laughs> All right. uh, Poor guy. Alright, let's run through the late window quickly. Um, some entertainment, but not really any close games. Um, first, the 49ers blew out the Patriots 33-6. to um, Patriots God, suck. Rip the Patriots. I really thought Cam would be very good. I owe, I owe Tom Brady an apology. 
and uh, yeah, because I thought, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I was more on the side of Belichick carried Brady, not Brady carried Belichick. And now slowly starting to reverse carried, that. I, I don't think they carried each other. I just think it was something that worked out. But once Brady yeah. left, Brady left at the right time when the team was starting to get old, fall apart, and then a lot of players left. It wasn't like, oh, Belichick just sucks without Brady. It's just a lot of people left. True. That's what I think. Um, but yeah, it makes an interesting um talk about should the Bears have signed Dalton or Cam instead of Foles. So far, Foles is winning. Um, then you got the oh, Chiefs. The own apology to Ryan Pace as well. Uh, then you got the Chiefs, who beat the Broncos 43-16. First snow game of the year. That was fun. Finally started snowing here. Too. That was fun. Expected more miscues, but Kansas City was on point. You know, I mean, KJ well, Hamler in the pregame taking off his shirt, bruh. freaking warming up shirtless, bro. How? Well, that's really insane. Like, there's no reason. It reminds me of the I think it was 2018 Northwestern team. Oh, when yeah, they practiced I pre-game. remember that guy. <laughs> that guy was amazing. Yeah. So the, the Chiefs got a pick. The Chiefs got a pick six. Now, nah, Baba. Now. Nah. Yeah, Chiefs got a pick six with uh, Daniel Sorensen. Basically, the Chiefs, the, carried, uh, the Chiefs carried the Chiefs over the Broncos that game. Yeah. All right, and talking about the 49ers, man. Elf Wilson just carried the Niners team. And the Niners defense just held Cam Newton. Very little production. We were having an argument about why the Niners weren't using Jarek McKinnon, and we had all started Jarek McKinnon. Freaking shame. So unfortunate. They said he was. They said he was injured, but who? Like no one told told us this. You never know. Sometimes teams are just like that. All right, then the Jaguars beat. Uh, the Chargers beat the Jaguars thirty-nine twenty-nine. <sighs> Herbert. Literally is winning all of the game against me in fantasy. It's very bogus. No, I refuse to compliment Justin Herbert. Not ruining his career like that. Justin Herbert sucks. He's a bum. All right, and then the last game, uh, the Buccan, the original Sunday night game, the Buccaneers beat the Raiders forty-five to twenty. Brady went off, which is why everyone's talking about the Patriots now. Raiders teetering there. Not so sure. About, uh, you know. Josh Jacobs only has like four fantasy points. That's unacceptable. All right. Um, so, tonight, Monday night game, the Bears are playing at LA against the Rams. The Bears. I'm, I'm going to pick, um, I'm going to say the Bears win 17-10. to 10. Low scoring game. I, I agree with you there. It's going to be a very low scoring game. Defense is going to be the spotlight of the game, and I think it's going to be... Thirteen to seven. Thirteen. Go seventeen seven. Actually, no. I gotta switch it up since you guys all picked us to win. I go thirteen nine. We lose. Man, if we settle for three field goals, it's gonna be some problems. <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, we know how right, both of these defenses are, so I don't really expect much from the offense. Yeah, I feel. Uh, listeners, don't do not worry. Idris is. One win record is still safe. 
<laughs> you'll drop to one No, six. I might win actually After, if Allen Robinson no has a good, if Allen Robinson has a good game. Tyler Higby isn't going to do anything. Trust me. You know what's bogus? I was going to bench Jonu Smith for Rob Gronkowski, but I, 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 I swear I remember doing it, but I guess I didn't. You know what's bogus? Michael Thomas didn't play this week, and that upset me. Oh, I was going to take Jarek McKinnon out for you. I forgot about that. No, no, I was kidding about that. We'll deal with that later. I should have won. Oh, I, should, I could and still then, win. I and then in Idris's league, you know, the relevant league, I'm beating him by 30. And, uh, yeah, we but both I still have, have a chance. Left. I got Robinson and Bears defense. I got a chance. Okay, right. but I have Montgomery, so it's fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. All right, moving You're done on to our last segment, um, college football. So let's talk about the big games, the ranked games that were close. Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 24-21. to Uh Oklahoma State, you know, so now there's only two teams left that are undefeated in Big 12 play. Oklahoma State and Kansas State. So if either of the, if the Big 12 wants a team in the playoff, they have to rely on one of those two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of the teams in the Big 12 will be able to last on to their rank. And none of the Big 12 teams will make the playoff. No man, still gonna believe in Oklahoma State. I mean, Spencer Sanders came back and he looked pretty good. Like I said, Spencer oh, Sanders dynamic State. offense. Oklahoma Ray. State's defense. Oklahoma State's defense is not a Big Twelve defense. It's actually pretty solid. Yeah, they were playing defense. I don't see that. They stopped playing with us. All right. Um. Then we got a uh, Michigan Minnesota. So Michigan beat Minnesota 49-24. I think and I know we've been saying this, but I think this year going into the game Michigan and Ohio State are both going to be undefeated. And I think Michigan has a pretty good chance at making the playoff. Don't I mean, I really think so. Joe Milton. And I got no objections to that. They, who's, who, um, who do they play that's, like, going to be a great matchup for them? Wisconsin Test the will be tough. Wisconsin. Right, Wisconsin? Tough. And then, obviously, Ohio State in the last game. Yeah. And, yeah, Michigan have a pretty good chance to be a top-10 team. Definitely see it. Joe Milton looked pretty damn good. Um, all right, then you got North Carolina, North Carolina State, UNC one forty-eight to twenty-one. Uh, I honestly thought this game was kind of close, but also UNC, UNC is still very good, even though they lost last week to Florida State. And that was kind of surprising. I mean, they almost came back too. They could. They yeah. Could, I could. I still see them beating Notre Dame later. I mean, Probably, that game yeah, I'm still not sold on Notre Dame. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sold on, uh, on Notre Dame. I just don't like Notre Dame. I don't think. I don't think they're. I don't think they're good. 
I gotta say, I am so glad the Big Ten came back. I mean, it was a great opening weekend for the Big Ten, and it just shows that mm-hmm. everything is better when they play. Um, Cincinnati Thanks. blew out SMU 42-13. to Cincinnati is ranked number nine. Could we have our first non-Power 5 team? I mean... No. No way. I mean... Do they have enough? They play SMU. They have, they they have to go undefeated. Wait. And then they, they need a bunch SMU, of teams right? to lose. So, it's possible. But SMU was undefeated. Do they have, but like, do they have like enough... Is there, like, enough teams on the schedule to where, like, it's quality wins, though? Next week, they play Memphis. Mm, Wait, I they're think... up to number seven now. Oh, and they were ranked four. seven. They were ranked nine going in. Yeah. Right, let's see who they... Who, let's look at the poll. I want to see who they can leapfrog. Um, let's see. I don't know if Georgia slips up. If Georgia slips up, they could leapfrog Georgia. Who's number six? Oklahoma State is number six, and Oklahoma State goes against Texas this week. Uh, so, there's definitely a couple teams in front of them they can leapfrog, but they're gonna have to win out without, undoubtedly. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I mean, you know, it's always possible. It's always slightly possible. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, Kansas State, I think Kansas State is 5-1 and one right now. Maybe wrong, but they are the best team in the Big 12 outside of them, which is really funny because their loss was that stupid game to Arkansas State. The problem is Skyler Thompson, their dynamic QB, is out for the season. So... Fortunate, you hate to see it. I really thought, I really thought they they would have had a chance if they had, you know. Um, the SEC has been really weird. So Auburn barely beat Ole Miss this week. Missouri beat Kentucky, and LSU beat South Carolina, who had beaten Auburn last week. It's and like we have LSU Auburn this week. They have no idea. They don't want to. They can't figure out what they're doing. Yeah. It's really funny, honestly. Um, what else was there? Uh, my boys at Northwestern beat Maryland forty-three to three. That's what I'm big talking one, about. Right? Um, big completely blew the tires off of Tua's brother. You know, that's what we're talking about right here. <laughs> um, let's see. Clemson had a bit of a scare against Syracuse. But they ended up beating them by four touchdowns. Um, Coastal Carolina University is six, five and zero, six and zero. Yeah, something like that. I don't Fun know, belt, bro. Georgia Southern. Fun belt. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Louisville beat Florida State. Oh, <laughs> dude, Tyler Higby is inactive. So yes, it has no Swear. points. I might beat him. I I I might beat him. Uh, I just can't see Allen Robinson getting twenty plus points. I think most he gets if he gets a touchdown, like fifteen. Because there's I don't think there's gonna be a lot of there's not gonna be a lot of yards this game, bro. Uh, man, if he gets two touchdowns, two touchdowns, and I got it basically. I have and I have him. What's it called? I have him against you. Or no, you have him against me. Oh, crap. 
but yeah, but I need, but I need more in that league. But I, this is this is my key, my key to winning tonight. In your league, I just need Robinson to get nineteen points. Uh-huh. In my league, I need Robinson to get twenty. I need Montgomery to not get more than ten. And I need the Bears defense to get twenty. Which against Jared Goff is definitely possible. It's a little bit of a stretch, but it's possible. <sighs> I think I'd cry. Legit. We'll definitely see. Um If you beat me this week, I will FaceTime you after the game. <laughs> Literally, me like tears ro- rolling down hey, my face. No, no, no. But if the Bears win, then it doesn't matter. I don't care. Listen, if I lose in fantasy tonight in both, I don't care that much. As oh, that's as how I was. Win. That's how I was. Uh, like if, if David Montgomery has five hundred yards and he wins it easily, let him have five hundred yards. Like I. That's how I was. Uh, Twenty eighteen, it was Bears and Vikings. Remember when they flexed on Sunday night? I had like. Half the damn Vikings are off. They don't have questions. I don't know why. I had Delvin Cook, Bruh. Diggs, and Thielen. And we were completely dominating them. I was like, I could care less. I'm just happy that we're dominating these dudes. Yeah. Alright, back to the topic. Um, So, a couple of other games to go on. Ohio State blew out in Nebraska 52-17. Ohio State should have number three spot already locked up. So, if, as long as they don't lose, they should be fine. Into the playoff. Rutgers meet Michigan State. God, Michigan State sucks. It, it's sad. You know, Greg Schiano, is sad. Greg Schiano should have never left Rutgers. This is where, the only place where he's been really good and really liked. He's always made Rutgers respectable at least. Which is obviously a big achievement. <laughs> 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 I, I'm just telling you how it is. See, Notre Dame blew out Pittsburgh 45-3. to You know, Pittsburgh started out 3-0. and Now they're 3-4. and Kind of whack. I know I their quarterback has been out, though. So it is what it is. Um, Alabama beat Tennessee 48-17. Texas the boys beat, at Purdue. Texas beat the boys Baylor, at Purdue beat Iowa. Purdue beat Iowa 24-20 and... Purdue was without Rondell Moore, too. But they have David Bell. So I assume they're just going to recruit one electric wide receiver who plays like that every year now. Not a bad strategy. Um, Number 19, Virginia Tech lost to Wake Forest, 23-16. Damn, I was... uh, I liked Virginia Tech, actually, but so far they haven't been that good. And then uh, the last game to talk about the most eventful game of the week. And weekend. that's the end of today's episode. No, we'll no, see I you think, guys. We'll see you guys later in the week. To talk about Pennsylvania State at Indiana. And Indiana won in overtime, thirty-six to thirty-five. One of the most bizarre games ever. All right, let me let me just recap this because it's unbelievable. So Penn State is losing for most of this game, seventeen to seven. Then at one point, twenty to seven. They score a touchdown. It's twenty to fourteen. They score another touchdown. A 
coverage busts downfield for Indiana. Um, suddenly it's twenty. It's twenty-one to twenty. The thing is, Indiana really—they weren't destroying Penn State offensively. Penn State was just turning the ball over a lot. And then Penn State gets a sack. They eventually force a turnover on downs, and they're already inside the Indiana ten-yard line. Indiana has one timeout, and there's like a minute ten remaining. Just like Gurley, they let him score. He fails to stop. Moron. He fails to stop. He goes into the end zone. So they're up seven at this point. Now, honestly, I think I understand why James Franklin didn't go over two. Because if he went for two, the game's over right there. But also, his defense had, for the most part, shut down Mike Penix and um, the Indiana team. So I understand not going for two. Suddenly, they wake up offensively. They drive down. They score a touchdown. They get the two-point conversion on a QB draw. Then in overtime, Sean Clifford gets a great touchdown pass to Parker Washington. Then Panix throws his own great touchdown pass. And they're like, you know what? We're going to go for it right here, right now. We're going to get it right now. And he stretches out and... I guess maybe the edge of the football crossed the line before it hit out of bounds and hit the byline. It's so close. It's like, you know, in those situations, I wouldn't have a ref call something. I would look at it on replay a bunch of times, then make a call. Yeah, but but the thing is, what usually with how close, when it's that close, whatever is ruled on the field... Is what they're gonna keep it as. Yeah, I know. So that's why I, I agree with you. If it's that close on the field, just don't even call anything. I do. Think, just go I, straight to the replay. I think if they didn't call it on the field, like if they had nothing, they didn't call anything, and they looked at it on replay, they would probably say that would have been no good. Yeah, they would no probably good. say the ball hit the ground first, even though you could look from a different angle. It looks like a shade of the ball crosses the line. It's just so close. Honestly, I don't think I've seen a closer play than that ever. It was crazy. And now Penn State yeah, has to play Ohio State this week. That's so depressing, man. A possible 2-0-0-2 start. I'm venturing to say definite, but, you know, I understand. I wouldn't say definite. My boys thought this shocked the world. That's funny. That That's very, yeah. very funny. Ohio State's scary, man, but you can't go into any game thinking that you're going to lose. You play to win the game. Of course. Of course. Firm for Herm. I do feel you. But uh, that concludes... How about... Uh, last thing before we go, how about Indiana jumping straight in the number 17 after being unranked? I... Yeah. I mean, the rankings yes, are sir. whatever. I don't care too much about them at this point, especially because... Half the teams have played like half their season. The other half just started, and you have some who haven't even started. So it's still completely out of whack. It's like every year I look at them, but I don't pay attention. This year, especially, I'm not going to pay attention until like the end of November. This is facts. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, that concludes our episode for today. For Jesus Muhammad Kudami, I'm signing off. And we will be back with you later this week, hopefully after a Bears victory tonight. And Idris lost. One and six, no, baby. Didn't. No, I didn't. We'll see what happens.